Hello, honey, and welcome to Honey Do Me Podcast. I'm Cass. And I'm Emma, and we're just two gals looking for a good lay. Aren't we all? (laughs) But when it comes to sex, we're just as lost as you and have no idea what we're doing. Luckily, we will stop at nothing to get the answers we need. Cue our expert guests. We're ready to overshare and ask all the embarrassing questions so you don't have to. By the end of every episode, you will be dripping in actionable steps and ready to take on the damn world. Or at least take it from behind. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us, honey. How How do you do you? Don't touch my buttons. Don't touch my buttons. Mama's buttons. No one should ever push my buttons. (laughs) It is not a pretty sight. Not the buttons. Not the gumdrop buttons. That's (laughs) it. I was like, where are we going with this? Shrek, obviously. Shrek, obviously. I was watching Shrek the other night. I was in a hotel um, with my mom, mm-hmm. and uh, she was going to sleep, but she heard Donkey start talking. And since it's Eddie Murphy, she's like, is this Mulan? And I'm like, <laughs> no, it's not the other Eddie Murphy one. It's the other one. Lay down. <laughs> Go to sleep. <laughs> Jill, you idiot. <laughs> is that what you said, word for word? <laughs> Go the fuck to sleep, mom. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I am never staying with you again. <laughs> Just kidding, mommy. There you are. <laughs> Love you dearly. That was really funny. <laughs> Love it. It's so funny to fake cuss people out. Mm-hmm. Especially There's, nice people. Especially <laughs> the nicest people in the world. There's yeah. nothing funnier than getting so mad at someone so nice. For just doing something normal. Just normal. Kind. Just existing. Yeah. So fucking The funny. tolerance we have for people in this room. <laughs> pepper thin. Oh, they were saying pepper thin. And I was like... I guess it's pretty thin. Yeah. The size of a grain of pepper. A speck. <laughs> is it even small. a grain? I feel like it's a speck. I don't know. It's a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? And a fleck of pepper. <laughs> a flecky, specky pepper. Yeah. That works for me. Yeah. Okay. How are you? I'm doing swimmingly. Yeah. How are you? Uh, swampingly. Swamp. <laughs> I don't know. Like Shrek. Yeah. That's great. Way to tie yeah. that together. I know Thank you did you. that on purpose. I did. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm Don't doing, tell the people. <laughs> I'm doing well because we're talking dirty a little bit today. Yeah, we are. That's our favorite way to talk. some ways, yes. If we can make the commercials you guys hear about skincare and uh, name something else, liquid IV, if we mm-hmm. can make those things dirty. We can make anything we dirty. We can make anything dirty and we love love it. <laughs> we're also not allowed to go quite as dirty as we would like to. In yeah. a lot of things, because like if we had free range of TikTok and ads, the things the that things we would do, we would say, God, we're hilarious. Yeah, there's so many lines we wish we could. Well, good lines, <laughs> just dirty lines. <laughs> lines of uh, guidelines, <laughs> guidelines uh-huh. with TikTok that we wish we could cross because we're so fucking funny. If you let me be uncensored, it's just raunchy. I just want to say cum shots. <laughs> At will, whenever I want. Um, Give me your best dirty talk line. Oh, God. Okay, let's think. I See, I am not good at dirty talk. Okay. I get repetitive How a little bit. How not, though? Yeah. The, 
I don't know how you could not get repetitive because there's a certain point when I'm like, I've said daddy too many times. I, I know I've said daddy too many times. How many times can a girl say cock and dick? And ride. And ride. And like, mm, deeper. You like it when I ride it like that? <laughs> um, how many times can I say deep? I heard, um, so there are fun people on TikTok who um, give you tips depending upon your kink. So if you're someone mm-hmm. who's like a pleaser. Oh, yeah, like a praise kink. That praise kind of kink thing. type of thing. Yeah. What did I hear? I heard a hurga say, <laughs> um, you're doing so good, baby. Like I heard that uh, a lot. That's nice. I know. So I think that one could be cool. Sometimes the dirtiest talk is like not dirty on the surface. It's just supportive. Contextually, yeah. it is on fire. If I'm naked and you're just giving me your unconditional support, mm-hmm. I feel amazing. If I'm naked and you're inside me and <laughs> telling me how amazing I am. You're so good at math. Like, I don't know. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Something that's never been said to me. <laughs> I took math so many times. Literally. <laughs> I took math like four times. The so, same one. PSA to your boyfriend. If you really want to cut deep. Yeah. Insult <laughs> me about math. If you really want to turn me on, compliment, compliment me. About- <laughs> there you go. While I'm nude. Yeah. yeah. It, it is the things that aren't necessarily dirty because I also, we're both the same in which like, I don't think I'm that like slutty of a girl mm-hmm. when it comes to dirty talk stuff so I want to be told things that are like realistic (laughs) I know it depends on the phase that I'm in yeah because I will say there was a time when I was like yeah I like the word slut during sex but Mm -hmm. then there was a time where I'm like that one just hurts because I'm not (laughs) like I wish I was I I wish I deserved that title right now I know but I don't so try good girl and we'll go from there we'll go from there (laughs) yeah it's it's such a hit or miss because I go through phases of wanting to be a good girl wanting to be a bad girl and wanting to be a slut a dirty slut and then just Emma yeah (laughs) and then just my Emma (laughs) you know yeah where it's just tender Mm -hmm. so I mean dirty talk can be hard it's hard doing it by myself yeah yeah (laughs) when you have no response (laughs) That's why that dirty... I'm just talking dirty to the wall. <laughs> this is so much harder. <laughs> That's why that dirty talk robot is really helpful. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Terrifying, though, if oh, you forget that you're god. subscribed to it. Oh, my God. I yeah. cannot remember what was... Slutbot. Slutbot, yeah. Slutbot. So helpful for, like, practicing your sexting and your uh-huh. dirty talk in general. So terrifying when you get a text message and you're not sure who it's from, but it's talking about fucking you at the barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was in the summer. I don't know. Oh, my God. Yeah, because it's just a number that contacts you. And it's like, It doesn't say from Slutbot. It (laughs) says, like, hey, slut. Yeah. I'm looking at you from across the corn. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to lift up that sundress and fuck you from behind. And you're like, am I cheating? (laughs) Did I I have sex with someone? I just got married. I don't remember this. (laughs) Fuck. Fuck. God, I got to delete this. Oh, it's a robot. Oh, that's my friend. Yeah, that's, that's my, my friend, friend. SB, Slutbot. <laughs> God, yeah. dirty talk is just hard. Mm-hmm. I think it gets repetitive because what else are you going to say? If if I'm in the mood for good girl, where are you going to go with that? Great girl? Great. Spectacular girl. Spectacular woman. A plus gal. <laughs> I like A plus. Oh, you're, so- oh, you're right. such an A plus gal. Oh, A plus gal. Why are you crying? Because it's that good. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, Blood Scout. Um, but I also feel like there is a lot of risk that comes with dirty talk in that, like, you take some risks when you're trying something new yeah. and you're saying something for the first time. Yeah. It's like, ooh, ooh, did that hit or did it, like, <laughs> or did, it, did it hit or am I way off? Yeah. Being way off is the most terrifying thing to me. It's scary because it makes it awkward, which mm-hmm. is okay. We've all talked about embracing the awkwardness. Right. I will say when my partner and I were having sex a couple of weeks ago, we were trying some different things. And there was one point where he told me to say his name. <laughs> Why are you? You didn't say? I did. I said it. What? His whole name. I was going to say his whole name, but that's, that'd be rude. <laughs> No, um, like his first name is Jurgen, mm-hmm. and that just it doesn't come out like super naturally. I did it, and it was fun. But I like at first I wasn't sure what he wanted me to call him when he said like say, say my, my name. name. I'm like, do you mean daddy? Do you mean like ah, God? That's Jürgen. one of those things that I'm sad I'm picturing. <laughs> just picture us standing on opposite ends of the room talking about it. That's better. Yeah, naked, but Jurgen. <laughs> Jurgen, that's what I hear a lot. <laughs> Jurg, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I tried not to say it in those ways. Okay, um, but yeah, then sometimes he goes by like other names when we order food because people can't say his name yeah. and don't understand what he's saying. So I wasn't sure which one of those he what meant. So hear? I took a John Doe. <laughs> John Doe. John Doe. <laughs> Sounds like he'd just been killed, <laughs> and we're not releasing his identity you. yet. <laughs> Come back to me. Come back, John Doe. Come on me, John, John Doe. Doe. <laughs> like you don't know who's in the room. <laughs> you do though. It's Yerk. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> Did it go well? Did <laughs> is it? Did you like it? Yeah, I think so. I was really in the moment. Um and it was good. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. So uh, that's why I like having someone talk. For me, which mm-hmm. is kind of what we're talking about. Yeah. Let's sub in. Hiring somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Someone that does the celeb shot for yeah. me with the dirty talk, which is audio erotica, mm-hmm. which is what we're talking about today. Absolutely. We have on Lala of Lala's Bedtime Tales, and mm-hmm. she is just a shining star and mm-hmm. has all like the greatest tips on how to incorporate audio erotica, why like we like it as mm-hmm. people, um, what the benefits are, the whole kit and caboodle Mm -hmm. and it's great it is great and it's um i feel like we learn a lot about we talk about like how we just have different like blueprints and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so we are learning a lot about how this fits in with different blueprints Mm -hmm. and where it can appeal and i love it we've talked about um dipsy a lot Mm -hmm. and so this was just a fun different take from someone who writes her own erotica yeah so fuck yeah so buckle up buckle up and get ready to get wet (laughs) That's a little taste of Cass's. <laughs> she does strictly Western audio erotica. I do masculine Western erotica. <laughs> For the female gaze. Yeah, obviously. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. If it's not female gaze, I'm not interested. Masculine Western audio erotica. Everybody has to have a thing. I know. I You're absolutely correct. So who am I to yuck your yum? Enjoy Lala. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the button, please. Mother's Day is around the corner, and whether you're celebrating your mama, grandma, guardian, or yourself, celebrate with the mother of all self-care routines by trying out Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. 
This duo delivers a one-two punch in luxurious body care moisturizers with their Anduria Algae Body Oil and Anduria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature all-natural citrusy scent. I use both the body lotion and the Anduria Algae Body Oil once I get out of the shower, and I use it literally everywhere. This duo is my go-to for feeling glowy and hydrated for literal days, and the Osea Signature Scent is one of my faves because it's not overwhelming, um, but it's like a delicious and fresh smell that just lasts. Since 1996, Osea has been making seaweed-infused skincare that is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DOOMY at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to O-S-E-A malibu.com and use code d-e-w-m-e for 10 percent off so i am lala the founder of lala's bedtime tales i like to say it's a sexual liberation brand i like to emerge entertainment with education so i bring the entertainment which also has health benefits sexual mental health with erotic storytelling and then i also partner with medical professionals and licensed Uh, sex therapists and counselors to bring uh, comprehensive education as far as sexual wellness and love and sex advice. Mm -hmm. And um, also I started this journey because I feel like it's a lot of stigma around sexuality, especially female sexuality. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to create a safe space for women to be able to own their sexy and enjoy sexuality. I love it. I also saw um, in like one of your descriptions, like owning, like being a little dirty. And I like that too. Like, yes, a little absolutely. nasty side. <laughs> if you yes. can entertain me and educate me, like mm-hmm. I'm yours. I love when we can merge those two things together. So I'm if I'm so turned excited. on while I'm learning, I'm, I'm going to learn a lot, <laughs> which is why I did well in that one class in college. The uh, teacher was really hot. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes it just helps. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really does. Help <laughs> things look a little different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So want to show up the class. Yes, exactly. correct. So for people who might not know, what is audio erotica? So audio erotica is listening to erotic content. So like oftentimes women don't get as turned on by pornography because it doesn't focus on female pleasure. And then also we do a lot of sensory mapping to reach our big O. So by um, focusing on sound that helps women get more aroused and basically it's listening to the moaning, the relaxing songs, stuff like that, so you can visualize what's going on. I think something that's really interesting that I found out is a realism kink, and it's actually a sound kink, and it's really popular. So I would listen to, like, ASMR or, like, just would do mindful meditation with, like, rain sounds and stuff like that, and I would get turned on, and I'd be like, this is so, like, weird. Like, what is this? And so I looked it up, and I found out that sound kink, which is a really common thing. So if you're a person that's into ASMR, or if you're a person that likes a lot of, like, noise and sound, it can actually be a tool that turns you on in a bedroom that you might want to explore. That is so cool. Damn. Yeah. That's a really good point. I listen to ASMR. I wonder if it's within the same type of category. So it puts me to sleep, like, if I listen to ASMR. But it's like it's I'm getting some sort of like enjoyment out of it because it's relaxing me. I enjoy those sounds. So I wonder if it's within the same realm 
of like pleasure, like sexual pleasure. Yeah, right. Like you mm-hmm. could be because you're finding, you know, pleasure in mm-hmm. um, the sound and your your mind is your biggest sex orgasm, your biggest sex <laughs> organ, which can help with orgasm. Right. So I definitely think that that definitely can play a role with pleasure because I feel like if you can find pleasure outside of the bedroom, it helps you find pleasure better inside of the bedroom. Mm-hmm. That makes sense because something that just clicked for me was how important sound and talking is for me when I'm with a partner. And it's like... Mm-hmm. Even like I was having sex the other day and my husband wasn't talking enough and I was like so out of it and I couldn't stay in the moment. And I think it's just because I had other things going on too, but it's like I really needed that and I just could not get myself there without it. And so Mm -hmm. it makes sense like, yeah, Mm -hmm. that auditory input is very important. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's like definitely in the same vein. But what also helps is like when the people, like when you're having sex, when they're talking dirty and they're really selling it. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that also ties into like good audio erotica. Like mm-hmm. if you can really yes. tell that the people a part of it are like selling it, yes. you do it. So and what enjoying it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So what else makes good audio erotica? Um, so for me, I think what also makes good audio erotica is a lot of descriptive terms. So like where they can kind of visualize, not only tap into the sound, but visualize um, imagine the scent. So like that's something really big. I always talk about like how my main uh, love interest smells. And then also I feel like when you can have like, let's see, um, where they can envision. So I always describe what the person looks like as well. Um, I also think what makes good for audio eroticism is relaxing noises as well. So like pulling in like ocean sounds and also nature sounds as well because it allows people to get in that like headspace to mm-hmm. come down and be able to enjoy sex. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Imagining smells too is huge for me. And I never realized that that's like a key detail that I enjoy until someone describes it beautifully. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is a sexy whomever in the room. And I can tell. Exactly. Yeah. That's really fun that to include like, the soundscapes as well because then it's like you're in a movie but like in your head (laughs) exactly and Mm -hmm. you can place yourself into that sexy fantasy Mm -hmm. do you think that listening to audio erotica can make you better at sex and like improve your dirty talk skills and all of those aspects absolutely I definitely feel like it can improve your dirty talk skills and then also too I feel like it can help you get in the mood more. Like I think foreplay should go on all day. So I feel like you listening to audio eroticism can warm you up for your bedroom funds. Mm -hmm. Do you recommend listening at like any point, like just putting in your AirPods and just like going for it wherever you're at? That makes it sound like I just said masturbate wherever you're at. And that's (laughs) That's not not what I meant. (laughs) I just want to clarify that. Like, differentiating point Mm -hmm. to make is like are you listening to masturbate or can you listen just to like enjoy and start your foreplay for the day absolutely I definitely think so I I feel like it's a good way to also because it triggers um your feel-good hormones so it releases oxytocin dopamine serotonin so I feel like if you're in like a stressful situation and you pop in some audio eroticism that can actually help calm you down Mm mm-hmm And we're all for like making time to masturbate and all of that. But I feel like it's also a really good way like, oh, I know I'm not going to have time to masturbate. I know I'm not going to have time to like really set aside Mm. for sex today. But it's like I still want to feel that turn on. I still want to get those good feelings. 
I feel like that could be a way to do it. And you can incorporate it into your routine. Like, oh, I'm getting ready. Let's just pop on some audio erotica. Yes. And I actually used it too, because I suffer from vaginismus. And so I'll clench up my uh, pelvic floor as part of like my stress. And there's some exercises you do with a lot of breath work and trying to relax that muscle. So I can be sitting at my desk and I'll turn on some like audio eroticism and I'll use that to like calm me down and relax my mind and do my vaginismus pelvic floor exercises. Mm Mm-hmm. That makes a that makes perfect sense too. Because also when I'm getting ready, I'm listening to that BBE radio, you know, Bad Bitch Energy on Spotify. Mm. If you're listening to something that's turning you on, I feel like that's the same type of energy. Mm-hmm. You know, you're. I feel like that's a confidence boost. You're learning. Yes. You know, it's all of those things combined. I'm gonna listen to it all the time. <laughs> Sounds fun. Exactly. You've convinced You've me. You've convinced me. <laughs> what is different about your audio? Is it eroticism or erotica? Is it, am I saying it or either correct? Yeah, either one is fine. Okay. Um, yes. Because I know that you write your own stories, right? Yes, and I, I do. I feel like you so, make it a point to like make yours a little bit different. Yeah. So what I do that's different is so oftentimes, like when I was on podcasts and stuff looking for an erotic story, they would have like a story, but it'd be like a monotone voice and didn't have any music or anything behind it. And then you have Dipsy that has like, kind of a storyline but they focus more on the erotic sounds and stuff so I wanted to merge those two together so I wanted to give people a story with a storyline and then put the music and sound effects behind it so they could get the best of both worlds Mm -hmm. I like that it's like a book like a short like more longer form story content and also for people who might need more of a warm-up like I've listened to Mm -hmm. Dipsy and Dipsy stories range from like eight to like maybe 15 minutes and yes. so, and I, I listened to one of yours and it's longer. So it's like for people who do need more of a warm up, like, which is, it just plays into like your different sexuality types and like mm-hmm. what you need, which I think is great. Yes, absolutely. And then I also saw that, and this probably comes up with some of the people that you bring on, but like talking about relationship tips and consent, like do those yes. topics come up within stories and like, why is that important to hear in yes. your erotica? Absolutely. Um, They do. And I feel like it's important because oftentimes it's like people's gateway in their sexual health. Like I know like one of my first ways to normalize sexuality, I was 13 reading Harlequin romance novels. And so I learned a lot of stuff about sex that way. So I feel like it's important to bring the education into stories. And I know a lot of times when I've read books or even when you watch pornography, there's like no prep with anal usually. It just magically Mm -hmm. happens. And these people are like super like into it. And so I make it a point to talk a lot about the prep and the lube and everything that goes into it to make it satisfactory. And then I also talk a lot about using condoms and stuff like that. And they're talking through like the whole way with the consent. And then also like my most popular story is sensational tease does a lot of like sensory deprivation and stuff like that. So I talk about the safe word and the safe signs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love that. So it truly is incorporating the educational piece to this like pleasure and creative outlet which, yes, when we're learning about sex, when we're learning about our bodies, it's like we learn from porn. I learned mm-hmm. from porn. So if your input is healthier, mm-hmm. it's going to help shape the sex you're having with yourself, with partners to be healthier. It's like your expectations mm-hmm. rise significantly yeah. when the yeah. stories that you're hearing and like even if you don't know that that's what you're basing your sexual understanding around, you mm-hmm. are like – 
everything that we absorb is going somewhere in our mm-hmm. brains. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. let's make it good shit. Yeah. <laughs> when you hear a fun person telling like a really sexy story and they're describing like safety mm-hmm. <laughs> and consent, you're like, oh, this is cool. We've heard about it in places that like it can be sexy. And I think that's important to hear safety described in a sexy way. Exactly. Yeah, I was yes. thinking about that when you were talking about the lube and condoms and all of that. I feel like we tend to think of that as just like, oh, mm-hmm. like it's an extra thing you got to do. And like, yes. no, that part's not going to be sexy. It's just going to be messy. And like, I think it's really good to accept that there are going to be messy parts of sex that are going to be awkward. But if we can sometimes make them sexy or at least have some sexy context for them, I think that's really cool. Mm hmm. Yes, absolutely. I agree, like, 1,000%. Because I, like, sometimes I'll read stuff or listen to stuff, and I'll be like, ooh. Like, so there's this one book I love. They talk about the guy giving her anal with a piercing, and all he uses is his spit. And I'm just like, I could not imagine that felt great when I'm ramming in his pierced dick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but like, no loop. Ow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that whole sentence hurt me to hear. Yeah, I, <laughs> I couldn't even imagine physically enduring that. It's just not realistic. No, that's another thing that's enjoyable about um, people who tell stories differently with like erotica. It's like you want to hear realistic situations, yes. scenarios. You don't want to hear this like Hollywood version that's flawless and just like not actually going to happen, especially as you learn more about yourself. And if you are a little further on in like your sexual yeah. exploration journey, like you are going to have pause when somebody's like ramming their dick in dry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're going to be like, oh, yes, no, that wouldn't feel good to me. And so it's like that is going to take you out of the moment. But if you're like, there was a lot of I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> I think I'm we not- should try. Come on, Cass. No. Um, try your hand. Lala does it. You can do it. I'm here. <laughs> Go ahead, do it. I love the <laughs> We just chant. No one talk until she does. <laughs> I'm gonna just squirm down. <laughs> just this squirm is worse away. than being called on in class. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'm starting a petition, Anyways. a Google form, and people are gonna write <laughs> a Google form. Yeah. If enough people fill out your Google form, I'll do it. Right. Deal. <laughs> Fucking deal. Really uh, impactful. Anyways. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. So God almighty. So do you also have um experts on as a part of your podcast, like as in a conversation, or are they incorporated into your stories? So what I do is I have a YouTube channel where I do more like a visual podcast where I'll bring them on and I'll do interviews with them based on like the article topics that they've written about. Um, But that is actually a really interesting idea to have them come on and be a guest and like read the story maybe and then debrief like different stuff about it. That would be a good idea. I didn't think about that. That could be cool. You know what else? That'd be a good practice for medical professionals Mm -hmm. to be a part of that like sphere of pleasure and education. Because that's few and far Mm -hmm. between. Hopefully they don't start direct quoting it to their (laughs) patients. But (laughs) I was reading this erotica the other day. Uh, Let me play this for you. (laughs) It's actually their voice and they're playing it. That would be probably crossing a line, but you know, it is what it is. I'd go. I want to get into bringing audio erotica into the bedroom with a partner specifically. So how can you introduce that? How can you use it? Is it foreplay? Is it during like all the bits? What are your thoughts? 
I would definitely use it as foreplay in a way to build intimacy and connection. Like, I feel like um, you can even do it with reading erotica to each other. And like, also, um, so what I'll do with my partner is I'll screenshot stuff. If I see it, that's sexy. Or I'll have them come in and be like, listen to this part. And when we take road trips, like vacations or sexy getaways, we'll listen to like erotica and stuff like that. So I definitely think it's a good build-up exercise. And also, too, like, once you get started, um, it could work as your dirty talk and everything while you're, you know, mm-hmm. having your fun in the bedroom. Right. Like, as a good replacement if you're not someone that feels comfortable talking as much. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can find something that you like and play it for them and be like, see? Me to you, yeah. you to me. <laughs> it could as- also give you ideals for, like, sex positions and stuff as well while you're in the moment by mm-hmm. listening. Yeah, if you, like, act it out, that would be fun. That's fun. Yeah, because then somebody's of kind of giving you instruction. You're, I'm somebody who really likes to not be in control when it comes to uh-huh. sex just because I'm so – I try and be so in control of everything else that yeah. it's hard to get out of my head. And so mm-hmm. I feel like if I was using audio erotica as, like, an instruction manual almost, right. that could be really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Instruction manual made it sound so not sexy, but I meant it. Yeah, we're making yeah. everything really sexy. sexy. It's fine. Your sexy guidelines. <laughs> yes. Yes. There we, we go. We love sexy structure here. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're someone who maybe hasn't been in, like, a long-term relationship, and but you enjoy, like, erotica while you're masturbating, how would you incorporate that maybe for the first time with a partner? Like, what's a good conversation starter around erotica in the bedroom? Um, so I think like for me, I see, I'm a look, I, I'm very straightforward. <laughs> so I'm all like, I would just say it. But um, I think it's just, you know, coming up with different like date ideals and stuff. So like if you're in like a committed relationship or relationship started, like I would definitely like there's this thing called five gears of touch and with that, what I would talk about with the partners, hey, like, let's focus on, like, this step one, and let's listen into the story and have it play in the background, and we touch each other to it or something like that, or even just coming up with, like, sensual date ideals and stuff like that, that's how I would kind of ease it in. It's just, like, I just kind of, like, when people turn on sexy music to play, I would have, like, a sexy story playing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then be like, do you like this? Does this is turn you on? Like, that's mm-hmm. how it started off. That is a good, we also love the whole uh, blame the other person mm-hmm. technique we've heard with uh, other guests that have been on where it's like, oh, I heard it on a podcast. I heard about it from a friend. Oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. we should, should we listen? What do you think about that? Yeah. <laughs> I love the blame, mm-hmm. passing off the blame. Absolutely. Yeah. And what were the five, what did you say? Five pillars of touch? Five, five gears of touch. So the first gear is affectionate, affectionate touching. So it's focusing more on actually stroking and stimulating um, erogenous zones above the clothes. And it can be done in like makeout sessions and stuff like that. And then the second gear of touch is sensual touch. So that could be non-genital pleasuring. So that could be like dry humping. That can be massages. That could be sensual dancing. And then the third gear is playful touch. And so that's when you first start introducing like mutual masturbation into the play. I like doing like a strip tease or something like that. And then the fourth gear is erotic touch. And with that one, it's non-intercourse. So it could be manual, um, oral. That's when you can introduce toys if you enjoy toys. And then the fifth gear is the home run with the intercourse. Got it. Yeah, those are all... um... Great areas to touch on, literally. (laughs) (laughs) 
it for me if i was like first starting off listening to audio erotica with a partner doing like the ones that felt a little like not as sexual so the affectionate touch one i feel mm -hmm. like would be a good like beginner tool being like yes. oh we can just hold hands <laughs> and like like maybe like rub each other's feet or like hands or whatever and like sure <laughs> not you i don't want to do it to you but like a good little teaser so that way even if things start heating up in the story there's not a lot of pressure to be mm -hmm. like okay now we have to start hooking up because they're hooking yeah, up in the story mm -hmm. exactly yeah but i think that's really fun there's like what there's watching porn together so why couldn't there be listening to pornographic stories together yes and it exactly. could be a little less pressure for someone who might be insecure with other naked women in the room, you know, watching porn with a partner. I don't know who, but um, it's like you're just listening to it. I think yeah. that could be really fun. And it's typically more female friendly, too. And what's great about listening is there's no visual. So you can put yourself and your partner into what's happening versus what porn, like people are in your face and they may not look like you or... Mm -hmm have you know representation of your sexual orientation and whatnot so that's definitely like a plus to listening that's true yeah. yes i feel like i've there's um dipsy has made like different genres of stories and um, that's the only one i've listened to like religiously <laughs> but i love that because you can start like kind of bending the story to whatever fits you best because they do sometimes leave it a little bit more general. Mm -hmm. And yes. then you're like, oh, but I'm a girl with a girlfriend. So like, I want this story to fit me too. Mm -hmm. But they also do yes. have like girl on girl stories. But mm -hmm. I just love that there's more of like a breadth for people who just enjoy different things. I think it's yeah. also a good way to explore too. Mm -hmm. It feels like mm -hmm. a like very private, like kind of not super overwhelming way to explore different types of sex, whether that is sexual orientations or like types of sex as in like very kinky or like just yes. very sensual and gentle. And so I think that's really fun as well. And it can be kind of hard to do that in visual porn because it's like if you're committing to really kinky, that can be kind of scary sometimes. That's yes, so true. exactly. Seeing yes, something there's... is very different. Yes. And I feel like, too, it's a way to, in a not-so-intense way, to explore kinks and sexual fantasies that you might want to try in the bedroom. Because sometimes, mm -hmm. like, you can put in bondage in, you know, Pornhub and something comes up and you're like, oh, like, that might not be exactly mm -hmm. what I want to do. Mm -hmm. But there's a little bit of wiggle room with erotica because you can envision kind of in your head how you want it to play out. Mm -hmm. And you can go do further research to see if that, you know is how you can like perform it so mm -hmm. it makes sense like physically too if you're only getting input from one source not like visually and auditorily that it would just be easier to process and absorb mm -hmm. and be like yes that works for me or mm, no not quite but it didn't overwhelm me to the point that now i'm turned off or like mm -hmm. don't want to move forward it's like mm -hmm. okay i can handle one input yeah one <laughs> input I really like your point of bringing it up for like exploration purposes because that that is a great point because you could be like, oh, this story is like a man and woman. But like, mm -hmm. what if I think about it in a different way? Or mm -hmm. it is a story with like two women and you're like not typically someone who would date women, but you're like, oh, I enjoyed that. And I do mm -hmm. enjoy it as a fantasy at least, you know, so exactly. that is really cool. What are the other benefits of erotica for like your own sexual health and your own sexual exploration? 
So one of the benefits, like a major one is it usually, so there's been studies shown where women who listen to or read erotica tend to have 70% more sex than women that don't. So it makes you more of a sexual person and it makes you more comfortable with sex and dirty talk. And it also gives you bedroom confidence. And then also it makes you more attuned with your body. Um, Cause lots of times people can use it as a tool for masturbation. And it also describes like different women and self pleasure is a forefront in those books that can give you ideals and normalized masturbation, which a lot of people have an issue with. Mm-hmm. That's, com- that's totally true. Like listening to masturbation affirming material, mm-hmm. you know, as like a part of, I don't know, your identity. Who you could be as a person. Yes. Damn. Those are some good statistics. (laughs) Those are great statistics. I like those very much. And with everything that we've brought up in terms of it not being like so in your face and, you know, it's really up to you to kind of help like visualize the story. It does make sense that it could make you more of a sexual person because Mm -hmm. it's like letting you take your imagination wherever you want it to go Mm -hmm. rather than giving you this and then it'll be over in five minutes and now it's gone type of a thing. Mm -hmm. I love it. Absolutely. I feel like I keep going back to senses, but it just keeps clicking in like different Mm -hmm. ways for me of how much audio erotica can help you stay in the moment Mm -hmm. specifically for masturbation. It's like, yeah, because sometimes my mind does wander because I got a lot of other stuff going on and it's like I need a lot of sensory. I need sensory input that doesn't overwhelm me. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a really good option than creating like a really like good space that feels good. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Can I use good one more time? Maybe you can (laughs) try to throw it out there a few more times. See if it sticks. Good. Great. (laughs) (laughs) No, I did you. So did you grow up grow up? Did you always listen to audio erotica as you were like discovering your sexual identity or is this something that so I started reading it at 13 so my mom was sex positive parent and she's like oh like because I read all those young adult Mm -hmm. novels and she'd be like oh I think you love like you know romance novels and so she would give me stuff that like her friends were reading but I don't know if she knew it was that sexual yeah (laughs) so like I was like okay cool so a lot of times when I would have a stressful day or something would happen I would read erotica and then when I started pelvic floor therapy because of my sexual dysfunction I was like, I need tools to like make myself relax so I can do like the dilation process and stuff that you have to do with it. And my pelvic floor therapy was like, well, you know, use like erotic content and stuff like that. And so I was like, hmm. And then I had heard about Dipsy and saw advertisement for it. So I tried that. And that's what really brought it up for me to be like, okay, this is my go-to thing to do. And then from there, I would like just listen to it in my car ride and stuff like that. And that makes me more eager to get home with my partner and do stuff as well. So it kind of grew from that. That's incredible I too, as a, as a tool to use to help relax those pelvic floor muscles as well. See sexual stuff, educational, <laughs> helpful, good tools. Where can our listeners continue connecting with you after this episode? So you can definitely find me on Instagram at Lala's Bedtime Tales. I'm always hanging out there. And then if you like erotic storytelling or you want to try out some audio eroticism, you can listen to Lala's Bedtime Tales Erotic Stories podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen. And then if you want access to my blogs um, that give you love and sex advice and sexual wellness, hop over to www.lalasbedtimetales.com. Breastplay. Wait. Before I tell you this.
You said you couldn't snap because your yeah, hands my hands are sweaty. sweaty. And I said my butt cheeks, and then I paused to start hitting record. Well, you hit record because this is for all of us. This is for everyone. <laughs> it's for the boys. Am I this right? is for the boys. <laughs> Today I got waxed, and by the time it was like for my ass time, my butt cheeks were like sweaty. <laughs> From like the pain, not that it doesn't hurt that bad, but like you're just anticipating. Yeah. So I could tell once I flipped over, I was like, "Oh, I'm my sorry. ass is sweaty. You're gonna you're... need extra white back there. <laughs> Bring something dry. You're gonna need a dry towel back there. <laughs> not just a wet wipe this time. Bring some bone dry. Mama needs it." God, one of those sham wows is sticking. <laughs> Bring a magic eraser. <laughs> Something absorbent. <laughs> Something I'm not gonna remember. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Went off track with that one. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh my God. I have to talk about an email that I'm not yeah. sure that you saw. Super nice email. We really like the people it came from. Um, and I haven't actually talked to you about it. I forgot to mention there's somebody that would like to interview us for their podcast. Oh, okay, great. Um, and they're fantastic. Ooh. They've actually helped us find other guests. Okay. Um, and so they sent over the questions uh-huh. that they would want to do. And um, it was asking, like, what we want in, like, a guest pitch, all of that kind of stuff. Like, that's what the podcast episode mm-hmm. is about. Um the second question was asking us if we are stand-up comedians <laughs> or if this is just something that like flows really well. Oh my like, god. Fuck, fuck yeah. Humble yeah. <laughs> to yeah. say the least. I am uh-huh. humbled uh-huh. by that question. <laughs> um no one has paid me yet for stand-up comedy. At least that's not on my tax form. Yet. So no. Uh not stand-up comedian. But isn't that fabulous? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. Can't wait to chat more. But I am happy that we got to chat with Lala today. Me too. So thank you, Lala, for being on the episode. And thank you to our listeners for being here for another week. And if you want to leave us some good, dirty words, mm-hmm. you know, the kind that's not actually dirty, but is like gentle. Like, good like you guys are A such good girls. Yeah. Those ones. <laughs> those ones. You can head on over to Apple Podcasts to rate, review, and subscribe. Um, you can also... Give us a little five-star uh, rating on Spotify mm-hmm. and give us all the compliments in our DMs. Yeah. And there you go. And there you go. Okay. Um, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.